Hello, I'm Coda. And I'm Claire. And, and we, we are, are The Interest. Today we're going to be talking about the Virgis Cave, local paranormal activity, history of Halloween, and four types of hauntings. Also, we have a special guest today. Anthony Evolito. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Is there a fire listening? Yes, it is. The first one for today is a haunted attraction called Virgis Cave. We made a call to the previous pro- program coordinator of Virgis Cave, Ashley Brown. As the recording of our call caused some problems, here's a summary of what we talked about. Virgis Cave was created in the winter of 1915. Every year, there is a haunted attraction put on by Alternatives for Success, a part of NPS. It doesn't cost much to set up, but because they are a non-profit organization and get funding from our sponsors, it was built and maintained by Dr. C.J. Virgis, who had a practitioner right up from the cave. He used the park for his patients until he donated it to the city. One fun fact about the Virgis Cave is that it is man-made. It belonged to the Norfolk Mercantile Company, then it was purchased by Dr. Virgis' father, Holistic Hira, and believe that fresh air was as good for you as medicine. When he made the park, public ice skating was a prominent feature for centuries. It was owned by a railroad company, and eventually it was purchased by the Elkhorn Valley Historical Society. It takes a couple of months to set up the haunted house because of the accommodations that have to be made for the students' schedules. We asked the coordinator if the cave was haunted. Her response was that they had an investigation with the paranormal investigation team, and according to their observations, the entire museum is haunted. 300 to 400 people a year come and see Virgis Cave. Unfortunately, this year, Virgis Cave cannot have been due to health regulations, but thankfully, next year, Virgis Cave is expected to be open. Thanks for being with us, Ashley. We made a call to Randy Jensen, who is from... The Paranormal Exploration Team. Disclaimer, the next parts involve paranormal subjects. Don't do things such as Ouija boards and occult practices. When doing paranormal research, make sure to be safe. His team was able to do some research at Virgis Cave, but for security reasons, he was not able to share the other places he went in Norfolk. Some places he could share about in our local area that show some paranormal activity were Fullerton Hotel, in Walt Hill, the Argo Hotel in Crofton, and St. Mary Hill. On two separate occasions, they had a camera set up which moved on its own. At one of their locations, they were able to record a tall shadow moving in the opposite direction. They were walking while unable to provide such information. He was able to give us other sources so we could Continue our investigation. A couple days ago, we spoke with Angie Jones, founder and lead investigator of the Paranormal Research Society of Nebraska, based out of Lincoln. These are the main things that we talked about. We had asked her about the Norfolk State Hospital. It housed up to 1,300 patients. Although they were cases of seriously mentally ill people, many weren't considered mentally in today's standards. Back in the 19th century, mental illnesses were something to be ashamed of, which led to families hiding their mentally ill family members. 
they would put their family in the asylum. Those that were mentally ill were also considered to be criminally insane. This was common during those times. Men would throw their wives into the asylum instead of divorcing them. Children were often abandoned because of financial problems at the hospital. They would do electroshock therapy, insulin shock therapy, and lobotomies. There had been reports of hauntings, but since the building was torn down, there were still 600 graves without any markings. Many of the abandoned buildings had continuous reports of people walking down corridors, screams, and knocking noises through the night. This could have been residual hauntings, or it can also have been an active haunting. We also asked about other places with a lot of paranormal activity. She said they had investigated the Villisca Axe Murder House, as well as Maldorn Manor in Iowa. She also told us that because there are based out of out in Lincoln, not a lot of hauntings occur. Sadly, however, nobody had has had the opportunity to do a paranormal investigation for the Norfolk Insane Asylum because of its destruction of 2016. Thank you for being with us, Angie. Our last topic is about the history of Halloween. I recently had the opportunity to research the history of Halloween. Halloween originated with the Celtic festival of Samhain, when people would light bonfires and perform fortune-telling rituals. Pope Gregory III designated November 1st to honor all saints in the 8th century. Eventually, all the saints, they incorporated some of the traditions from Samhain. Eventually, it became known as All Hallows' Eve, then Halloween, and over time, it became the Halloween we know and love today. The different types of Halloween include Samhain, which is participated in Ireland and Scotland, Dia de los Muertos, which is in Mexico, Day of Dracula, which is in Romania, Kawasaki Halloween Parade, which is in Japan, Souls Day, which is in the Philippines, uh, the Hungry Ghost Festival, which takes place in Hong Kong, Pitru Paksha in India, and All Souls Day in Poland. Our last topic is four types of hauntings. Residual haunting activity. Residual haunting activity can occur when something traumatic slash flash stressful occurs. Negative energy is literally blasted into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to imprint or record that event. Poltergeist activity. Poltergeist is a German word meaning noisy spirits. Many shows are based on this type of haunting because it tends to be the most terrifying and rarest type of haunting that occurs. Intelligent slash interactive activity. When our mortal form dies, the aura that constantly surrounds our bodies leaves us. It is carrying the information that of what we used to be. If it can do this, then it should also carry our intelligence. If it can carry our former intelligence of our previous life, then it should be able to interact with us. Shadow people or shadow creatures activity. This is a type of haunting activity that has no real explanation. They are different from ghosts. They have no human features. They wear no clothes. Well, except for the hat man or hooded sha- figure shadow creatures. People who encounter them have a feeling of dread. Persons that encounter shadow people say they do not feel that they are human 
and consider themselves non-human. Shadow people have no discernible mouth, noses, or facial expressions. That was our last topic for the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We will have another podcast soon. We will announce the day as soon as possible. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. the people who made this episode possible, including Carter Engelbert, Romeo Cruz, Hayden D, Anthony Apolito, Alexander Grimm, Stephen Castillas, Kirsten Hogenkamp, Sam Robinson, Anna Castor, Paco Medina Manoise, Ryan Ginn, John Mann, and finally, Claire.